0: Thanks, everyone, for checking in to the latest All Lions podcast made possible thanks to SI.com and Fan Nation. I am the Doc, John Macaroon, here today ahead of training camp to talk about my initial thoughts about training camp. The summer for me has been great. I want to thank everyone for your continued support. Didn't really take a lot of breaks in regards to kind of going on vacation, things like that. I just take one day off a week and kind of do nothing, but still check in to all things regarding the National Football League and the Detroit Lions. I can't get away from it. Since 2019, when I got the opportunity to join with SI.com and Fan Nation, I've just been so in the mindset of, I don't want anybody to pass me up. I don't want somebody to say that, look, that guy doesn't appreciate the opportunity that he was given, given the fact that I started as a podcast, really started in the basement of my home, not my parents' home, my home, And started a project that really had an opportunity to go to places that I really never thought it would. But when you start making goals, you start making big goals. And for myself, I share a similar story to Tim Boyle in that you want to have an opportunity to try to meet your potential and you want to try and and reach the heights that maybe many people don't think you will. So when I had an opportunity from a podcast to join a national outlet to cover a professional sports team, it's a vast undertaking. So naturally, you look to those that are better than you to help you along the way, and I'm so grateful for those that peeked into the Detroit Sports Podcast and shared knowledge as to how to do this thing, and especially in regards to covering an NFL team. That was my first professional job, was covering the Lions for a national outlet. So that's quite a leap from weekly podcaster to covering a team full-time. But the transition was seamless because I love it. I I hope that that comes across is that I don't run away for a month to try and escape covering sports. Don't need to do that. I love it. I can't get enough. Like, if they would let me write 24 articles a day, I would do it because there's a genuine love of covering the Lions, seeing where they're at, seeing if this latest incarnation of a rebuild is going to turn out to be something, Uh, battling the skeptics, battling those that are fanboys that just pump out – content that is pro-Lions and leaving out things that are anti-Lions. So I have an opportunity to kind of tailor it in the way that I see fit, and boy, have I had fun with it. So that's why I'm heavily involved in covering the Lions daily. And you can visit us on Twitter at Detroit Podcast. So this week's episode, and it's been great, and I shared it on our Twitter page, had an opportunity to chat via podcast with Tim Boyle, the Detroit Lions backup quarterback who wanted to share kind of how his offseason has gone in terms of training in New Jersey. And it was real interesting kind of to check in with him to talk about his offseason, sharing that he did indeed get a chance to kind of get away a little bit, but then resumed his training to try and improve his craft. And then the story that I found interesting, you want to pay attention to it, is he actually went out to the Super Bowl. He had a firsthand look at what Matthew Stafford and the Rams were able to accomplish when they were victorious over the Cincinnati Bengals in this last year's Super Bowl. So we'll share and get an insight regarding his preparation and what he has been up to since the conclusion of the 2021 season. Now, for us, it is a fascinating look at a football team, the Detroit Lions, that are embarking on a new journey because every year, even though I know the skeptics will talk about same old Lions, the history of the organization, really, year to year, it's different. There are roughly 30% there's a turnover of the roster every single year with the draft, those players that move on, retire, uh, similar to John Penasini, who's just like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. And, uh, you know, whether it be due to injury or just wanting to move on. So there's an opportunity to kind of look at each new season as its own thing. And so now for the Detroit Lions, it's the second year under head coach Dan Campbell. And the next step people want to see, because it's universal, usually, typically – that when a team hires a new coach, new general manager, that first year kind of, not you get a pass because you look at things that obviously stood out that were something that you definitely want to see corrected or things that you know cannot happen further. You get an initial look at how a coach puts things together. But the second year, you want to see truly what was learned year one, what has happened, what is the true mark, of the impact a coach and a coaching staff will have on a roster, and now we finally get—we're here. Last 365 days were great with all the content generated by Dan Campbell, the the renewed spirit of the players, and so the the opportunity now will come, training camp to see what does this football team look like in regards to the the addition of great players like Aiden Hutchinson, Jamison Williams, Josh Paschal, and what will uh, finally will have an opportunity to answer a lot of the questions that have popped up regarding the offense, the defense, who's going to step up, who that was injured last year will take that step forward and come back and make it, uh, who will come back healthy, and what the nature of the productivity level out there on the field. And there's so many, so many training camp battles that I'm excited to watch. First and foremost, like everybody, I want to see how Aiden Hutchinson handles his first training camp with the Lions. He's going to not uh, uh, potentially uh, start off playing against reserves. He might get out there a little bit and, and play now, uh, step up in competition against second-team offensive linemen, maybe even get some some looks against Panay Sewell and Taylor Decker. I can't wait to see how that evolves and looks. Obviously, I want to see what goes on with Jeff Okuda, Romeo Cuaro, when they a- end up getting out there and performing Um, a little bit with more regularity as they come back from serious injuries. And on defense, you want to see, can Amani take strides forward? Who's going to be the player that plays opposite him? Is it going to be Will Harris, Jeff Okuda, Jerry Jacobs? Who's going to step up? And the defense obviously has uh, a lot to prove along that defensive line with second-year players like Alim McNeil and Levi Onzurike. I want to see, do they take the challenge and really build upon the hype and the support that they've been given by the coaching staff. When you look on the other side of the football, there's a lot more positivity and a lot more talent on that side of the football in regards to the offensive line that, that 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 is built, in regards to the wide receivers that took a step up, in regards to talent level, and then Jared Goff. How does he, the biggest question probably on that Lions team is, how does Jared Goff look? Can he be the guy that takes a step forward? Can he even get better playing in Ben Johnson's new offensive scheme for the Detroit Lions. So there's a lot of things that the Detroit Sports Podcast and All Lions will get a first-hand look inside Allen Park. Going to be there the majority of time, along with the other reporters here that are presently working with us. So it'll be a great opportunity to answer all those questions that you may have. And it's, it's a great opportunity, renewed spirit, renewed hope. A lot of questions now have to be answered, and it starts with head coach Dan Campbell. It starts with can he start to evolve in regards to some of the mistakes he made in his aggressiveness? Can he time it in a perfect manner? Can he time his aggressiveness in a, um, in a manner that is actually a little bit more conducive to having success? There were a lot of times, look, aggression is great, you know, uh, fake pawns that get converted and things like that. But sometimes there were times in his fourth down decision making that actually cost the team in regards to turning the ball back to the opponent, especially with a defense that struggled. So he's got to time it right. He's got to have the right feel, and it's about execution. The talk is over. I I really do find that the level of skepticism that's there regarding you supporters is very fair. I think that, you know, you've heard it before. You've heard everything. You've heard the national media hype up the Lions. I mean, let's not forget that uh, reporters have in the past said that the Lions – not just we're going to win seven to nine games. They have said, oh, this looks like a Super Bowl caliber team, only to find that the season ends up being a dud. So for everybody that messaged us and when they listen to the podcast and they say, look, enough with the rhetoric, enough with the talk, enough with the shenanigans and the social media content. We get all that. We get that part of the business. But give us a football team that can win football games. And that's something I asked Tim Boyle about is how does this football team get to the point where they um, they close out opportunities to win games as opposed to losing games never forget the the searing image in my mind was Tucker lining up for that field goal um against the Detroit Lions and when he did it was crazy because in your mind when Justin Tucker is about to kick a 66 yarder an NFL record kick your mind goes no he's not going to make it but when i was there at the game he lines up and the way in which that game against the Ravens shook out really embodied a lot of the ills of the Lions. I'm sitting there, and I could share with you my mindset. I said, oh, this is going in. My mindset said I've seen botched extra points. I've seen uh, the, the Hail Mary from you know out of nowhere to give the Packers a win. I've seen games that officials just decided to throw flags against the Lions for no apparent reason. So to see that kick go through... I know it was a gut punch and it was literally like being at a loud concert and someone sucked all the air out and just hit mute. The crowd was just almost in shock to see it. I wasn't really in shock because I kind of had felt like it was going to happen. I would like, for once, covering the Lions and being someone that's there to have that feeling like, no, we got this. The Lions are going to make that play. The Lions are going to make that final sack. The Lions are going to be the team where Amani Arawarie gets that last-second interception or uh, uh, Levi Onzurique opens up a gap where Charles Harris can go through and pop the quarterback and turn the ball over where the Lions can win 21-18. That would be something if that can happen more often in 2022 where the Lions make the key plays late through their effort, through their practice, through their training that they can end up on the winning side of games. Because you know in the National Football League, blowouts are rare. Teams just typically don't come in and whoop your ass. I mean, the Eagles game was an outlier, but the Lions were in a lot of games in 2021, which is why many people are confident that the football team should look better with improved talent. So as long as health is key, as long as the, the players that you expect to evolve do indeed get better— This football team should have a ceiling of six to nine wins, and it's going to come down to what happens late. Do they make those plays? And I can't wait to actually get out there and see it. So make sure you guys stick to SI.com and All Lions for your daily analysis, highlights, video analysis, and reactions to all things that are happening regarding the Detroit Lions. That's the job I committed to do, and that's what I'm going to keep doing. And thank you for your support. I wouldn't be able to interview the Lions. I wouldn't be able to have individuals contact me themselves for interviews as opposed to having to grind and, 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 and contact so many people to get an interview. It's great that um, individuals have recognized that we're now a presence out there covering the team, and that's all I'm committed to doing is just being there, being a voice for you supporters, and to bring you great audio podcasts because that's where I came from, and that's where my media career started, and that's where it's going to continue to grow is via the podcast platform, which I vehemently... Um, defend is one of the great manners in which to get information across is through the podcast platform. So I thank you for downloading this edition. More to come, hopefully ramping it up in training camp. More podcasts, more insights, more guest interviews, more highlights, analysis, more skepticism, critiques, criticisms, all things going on with the Lions we bring to you here at si.com slash NFL slash Lions. So without further ado, here's my chat that I just had recently with Detroit Lions backup quarterback, Tim Boyle. Have the pleasure this afternoon of being joined by Detroit Lions quarterback, Tim Boyle, here today to talk about his offseason, work that he's done with a quarterback trainer, things that he's done in his efforts to prepare for the 2022 season. Tim, it's a great opportunity to talk football ahead of training camp that's going to take place next week.
1: Thanks for having me on the show, John. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, just like life, the NFL world goes really fast. It just seems like a week ago or two, we were at mini camp, and now here we are just on the verge of training camp. Tell the viewers what it was like for you following the conclusion of the 2021 season. What has offseason work been like for you out there in New Jersey?
1: Yeah, you uh, most of the time you give yourself a few weeks, you know, go on vacation, let your let your body heal, let your mind kind of, you know, take a little bit of a break from the long season. But yeah, I've been in, uh, I lived in Jersey City this past offseason, and I commuted about 45 minutes to Martinsville, New Jersey, uh, at a place called Test. Um And I've been training there probably three, four times a week, getting some really good work in, and that staff there is incredible. And uh, yeah, it really is, man, it's just, it's, it's a matter of working out, conditioning, uh, doing a lot of yoga, Pilates, just kind of getting your body back into the swing of things, and uh, obviously that that comes with uh, having a, a quarterback coach out there as well, and Tony Rasiapi, and he uh, he's been doing a really good job of making sure I'm I'm locked in on what I'm doing uh, from a mechanic standpoint and a uh, a weight transfer standpoint. So he he's honestly been awesome, man, and and that whole area in Jersey has been awesome, and I know a lot of people you know hear me say I train in New Jersey in my off seasons in the in the cold winter months, but. To be quite honest with you, I really don't mind it. So it's, uh, it's a good time for me to uh, to be around my family up in the Northeast, but also get some really good work uh, at Chess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're always in pursuit of trying to hone in our craft, try to get better each and every day in the work that we're doing, especially at the quarterback position. Now, I read that you're doing uh, increased work in terms of analytics, video review, in terms of you know deciding when to potentially pull the trigger on a pass, deciding when to run, looking at great opportunities to improve as a passer. What kind of work specifically have you done to improve your game from where it was at the tail end of the 2021 season?
1: Yeah, I think the number one thing I was focusing on this offseason is just you know being more consistent from an accuracy standpoint, just being able to put the ball exactly where I want it. And I think that's the cool part about being with uh, with Tony, that quarterback coach. He's he's a stickler on making straight throws and, and putting your body in a position where you can be as accurate as possible, and, and making sure that uh, you know the mechanics are always dialed in. So this this past offseason really has been special in terms of the feedback I've gotten and you know watching the videos and and you know really truly breaking down the mechanics of throwing a football and uh i truly now understand you know uh where i've lacked in the past and and, uh definitely grown in certain areas over the past few months but it's been it's been awesome to be able to to see the difference from you know january when i walk in the door to you know right now heading to training camp uh just the the ball flight the velocity the accuracy i feel like a a whole new person so it's been awesome it's been great work and uh looking forward to to going back to next year
0: yeah, we always talk about the grind of playing NFL football, the, the the length of time it takes to kind of truly recover. For you personally, how long did it take to heal up from the various things that take place for everybody in the NFL season following, you know, uh, the first season you had with the Lions and Dan Campbell? How long did it take after the season concluded for you to kind of start to feel like, already uh, all right, I'm ready to ramp this up and get my training going uh, out there in New Jersey? How long did it take to heal up for you?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, most guys in the NFL are more physical. You know, obviously quarterbacks, we're not getting banged up as much. Uh, So I wouldn't say I had to let my body recover as much as my mind. You know, it's uh, quarterback is very mental. It's day in, day out, you know, long days. It's uh, it's a lot. So I think more mentally I was able to kind of relax and unwind a little bit. So uh, I took about a two-week vacation, uh, and then I started physically kind of getting back into test and, and hitting those workouts. But, you know, you don't really start throwing until, you know, early February. So you kind of give your arm uh, a little bit of a break so uh, you're not throwing, you know, all the time. Just kind of let your body recover from a, a throwing standpoint, not even a, a soreness standpoint from the season. But, you know, I think it's, it, I think it's important to separate yourself from football in the offseason. You know, you know, take time, be with your family, be with your loved ones, you know, go on a vacation, go travel a little bit. And it kind of allows you to refresh uh, heading back into OTAs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing that I came across that I found fascinating, I always like when athletes definitely want to peek into the top of their game. You had an opportunity to take your father out to SoFi to check out the Super Bowl. What was that like? A great game between the Rams and the Bengals. Former Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford led his team to a Super Bowl win. It was a close game, came down to the wire, a great defensive play. What was that experience like, and did you kind of take it in from the perspective of looking at Matthew and Joe Burrow from a quarterback standpoint, or did you take in the the entire experience? It's always great for those that get to attend a Super Bowl, let alone one that involves such a great game and a closely contested matchup. Take us through that experience. What was it like for you going out to LA, checking out the Super Bowl this year?
1: Yeah, it was really cool. It was it was awesome to be able to go out there with my dad and just you know have that moment with him. You know, he's been. Uh... You know, him along with my mother—they've been my number one support system when it comes to playing football. And it was cool to be able to, to, you know, bring my dad to a Super Bowl. You know, obviously a bucket list item for pretty much everyone who's a football fan. Um, So yeah, it was—we actually have family out there, so it made the made the decision to go to the Super Bowl a little easier. Obviously, it was a big haul for us coming from the East Coast, going out to LA. Um, But yeah, I mean, what a great matchup, right? You got a young quarterback and and Joe Burrow and and a young, talented team and the the Bengals and. Uh, obviously you got the old savvy veteran and Matthew Stafford and uh, you know, a great Rams team. So it was a really cool matchup. It was a really cool environment. Obviously LA did a great job of uh, putting out events and the Super Bowl was first class. But uh, when it came to the actual game, uh, the actual day, I I soaked up everything until, you know, kickoff. And then I was pretty dialed in, you know, it's, it's hard to be a a quarterback in the NFL and just kind of watch a game, uh, you know, willy nilly. It's, it's, you're very much tuned into the coverage, you know, the concepts, the situations. So, um, during the actual game, I was pretty locked into the game and, and watching what was going on from, uh, from an offensive defensive standpoint. But I mean, what an incredible experience, you know, I, I would love to continue to go to the Super Bowl and, and fortunately the NFL, you know, provides tickets for, for active players. So I'll probably take advantage of that again. But I mean, what a, what a special weekend for my dad, uh, you know, built a lot of really good memories and, uh, Like you said, a wonderful game to to see, and it it came down to the wire, which is exactly what you want at a
0: Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a great game. Create great memories with family. What better way to also give you that extra juice, too, to be part of of something like that. Now, you're with the Detroit Lions roster, playing uh, in a room with Jared Goff, David Blau, in a a season that, really, this offseason has seen uh, some increased expectations for the Lions, and I think from last year, what gives people a lot of hope is that the Lions were in a lot of games last year, a lot of close games, but just things didn't fall their way late in games I'm just curious as a player now with uh, obviously a new roster new players coming in, uh, revamped defense and things like that, I'm just curious from your perspective, how does a team take that next step where they're pushing on the edge of winning close games to then maybe potentially come out the other side of games? Because those are the questions I like to ask in regards to players is that okay the talent level in the nfl is is re- relatively close it comes down to just a handful of plays in every game no doubt. How, how can no the doubt. Lions be on the positive end in 2022 to to bulk up the win total
1: yeah i think last year we had a fairly young team and, and playing a lot of young guys you know obviously a lot of mistakes are going to be made i think to get us you know kind of over that hump i think it's just going to be learning from our mistakes you know you know Every uh, every Monday we come in after the games and we watch, like you said, you know, you it's it's very you know a few plays here and there, but they're huge plays in hindsight. Uh, and just being able to learn from those plays and and uh, truly bank them, and, and all these young players get all these valuable reps and this wonderful experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we know that we're a good team. We know that we were in a lot of a lot of good ball games. Um, but you know, ultimately, it comes down to consistency and execution, right? I mean, it's. Uh, Execution is always going to be number one, but you know, trusting the system, trusting the process. I think we have some really good leadership in the, in the locker room, and obviously, we love our head coach. Uh, we w- we will play for him any day of the week, and uh, yeah, I mean, we were in a bunch of ball games last year, but um, you know, taking that next step is just a matter of consistency, execution, and and learning from our mistakes last year. Because uh, you know, we were we were in a bunch of ball games, and it, and it stung. You know, after on those Mondays, you know, you see three or four or five plays. And uh, that's the difference. Obviously, there are there are other plays that lead up to it, but it's uh, you know we're close and we know that we are, and uh, you know we're definitely ready to go this training camp. And I think this training camp is going to be huge for us, and uh, you know pushing us into the season.
0: Absolutely, you yourself had an opportunity to get out there against the Cleveland Browns, make your first NFL career start, and you had an opportunity to get out there and lead the Lions. In a game. What was that moment like for you, kind of recapping that first experience for you? And I know it didn't turn out the way maybe you would have wanted, but still, valuable learning experience each and every time you have an opportunity to step out on the field. You made a debut for the Lions last year against the Browns.
1: Yeah, I think when you zoom out, obviously, it's a dream come true. Um, you know, I've always wanted to be, you know, a quarterback in the NFL, and the fact that I get, you know, to start a game is. Is uh, you know an item on my personal list that I get to check off, but uh, by no means does it mean that I've made it. You know, it's uh, it's a foundation for me, and that's how I view it. And uh, to answer, you know, it, like you said, you know, a lot of mistakes made, um, but but fortunately, I'm I'm old enough and mature enough to, to know that um, all those experiences, all those reps that I have, are only gonna are only gonna benefit me long term. You know, I uh, fortunately have a really good coaching staff. You know, the quarterbacks around me, you know, it's a, it's a lot of good learning experience. And, and I think the best way to learn truly is through game reps, because it's a, it's a lot different than practice and even preseason. So, um, you know, those mistakes I made last year are definitely good, valuable learning experiences for me. And ultimately, it's going to come down to, uh, to applying uh, those learning experiences, right, and not making the same mistake twice. So um, an absolute dream come true. And I'm so happy my whole entire family is there to see it come true. Like I said, by no means have I have I made it or showed up. You know, it's a, it's a foundation uh, that I'm willing to uh, to continue to build
0: upon. Now, one aspect of training camp that has Lions supporters and some members, uh, you know, nationwide, really excited is the opportunity for the Lions to be featured on Hard Knocks. I think that people want to check into the stories of players on the roster, what's going on with the coaching staff. Obviously, Dan Campbell, a big personality here locally, for players what are your expectations for the potential of several other cameras being there? Maybe added questions, a look at how things are going between you, uh, Jared Goff and David Blau. How are you experiencing this anticipation now of hard knocks coming into Allen park and paying attention to real closely how things are operating with the lions in in the next, in the next few weeks?
1: Yeah, be quite honest with you. Not a whole lot of thought moving into training camp. And, uh, I think any player, I think it's smart for us to just kind of focus on the fact that uh, the cameras are not there and, and understand that we have a task at hand, right? I mean, um, hard knocks could easily be a distraction. I think it's it's up for the guys in the locker room, the leaders, to make sure it's not a distraction, right? I think it's, it's awesome to be able to showcase guys and their personalities and, and be able for the world to see, uh, you know, who certain players are and what makes them tick. And obviously the, the ins and outs of our day, I think that's so cool you know, obviously I've watched Hard Knocks, and it's just, it's cool to have a deep dive into what actually goes on in training camp, and the, the hours put in, and the, the schematics going into everything, but I think, you know, personally for me, I'm really not going to be worried about the cameras, you know, I, I have a job at, at hand, and, you know, I'm going to be competing for, uh, for uh, you know, obviously that backup job there, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be all hands on deck for me, so I think just, uh, you know, separately one day at a time, and just, you know, taking every rep I have is going to be critical, but, To answer your question, I'm sorry I couldn't give you a better one. I'm not I'm not necessarily uh, focused and/or worried about the cameras being there. I'm excited for them to showcase guys and to show the the story, but um, you know we have a we have a job to do and uh, uh, go do it.
0: No, we respect all your thoughts about hard knocks and all things football. We had an opportunity to speak with Tim Boyle, quarterback of the Detroit Lions, talking with SI.com and Fan Nation about off-season work, heading into training camp. But I will you know, let you out of here on this, though. Play producer. If they could come in and say, hey, Tim, what story do you want us to tell here nationwide about you, your game, football, life with the Lions? What story would you tell? To the nationwide audience, if they said, "Hey, Tim, you write the story. Tell tell us something that would intrigue an audience, or give give us listeners and those that are supporters of the Lions a better glimpse of what's goes on with Tim Boyle and the Lions."
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think my story is unique. You know, I was uh, um, in not not always this highly touted quarterback, right? You know, I went to UConn, didn't have a great career. I transferred to Eastern Kentucky. I, you know, I was never this amazing. You know, college quarterback who was you know going to make it to the NFL. Um, you know, it was a lot of uh, support from my family and friends, a lot of consistency and, and hard work and dedication. But, um, you know, if you told me in high school or college, you know, that I'd be going into year five in the NFL, you know, I, I, I would have laughed. You know, I obviously believed in myself, but, um, you know, things just didn't ever seem to go my way. And uh, the fact that I'm here and I'm, I'm making the most of my opportunities, I think it's just a good story of, of uh, commitment and dedication to. To, to oneself and obviously uh, uh, an incredible support staff because, you know, I wouldn't be here without my friends and family, especially my family. But I think my, my, my ride to the NFL is very unique. Um, you know, I remember just being a small town kid from Connecticut and having a dream to play in the NFL. And, and here I am, you know, I never gave up my dream and that's, I think the cool part is the fact that I've, uh, I've consistently, you know, committed to my dream and uh, I'm here and I know I have that platform um to to you know kind of inspire other kids to do the same you know it's uh you know i remember being a little kid being a patriots fan and and meeting a couple of those players and it was so cool and and the fact that i have that position now and i have that platform uh all i want to do is inspire young kids to continue to follow their dreams because uh, it really does just take hard work and some consistency and and just put your head down and work um so yeah, that's, a, that's kind of the story that I'd like people to know. It was just the, the ride for me to get to the NFL. has not always been super smooth, um, but hopefully it would it'd be an inspirational story.
0: Absolutely, and I'm glad you shared it with the All Lions podcast. Now we'll get you out of here on this. Your guy, Jared Goff, has been going around podcasts, kind of touting that he's the ping-pong champion there in the locker room, kind of saying that he's gone through that competition pretty easily, whipping up on the quarterbacks and other members of the roster. How's your ping pong game? Are you ready to give him a run for his money? Because he's he's you know one of those kind of low key guys, but can talk some some junk. He went out there nationally and said that hey, I'm pretty much one of the baddest uh, ping pong players at Allen Park. You ready to, to kind of take over the throne and uh, get him in a competitive situation and maybe take the title?
1: Oh, I'm ready. To, I'm always ready to compete against Jared. Uh, I will say this about Jared: he is one hell of a ping pong player, but uh, he never he never seems to tell the audience that he does have one in his basement, and uh, he does. Keep constantly practice with uh with people in his basement so uh unfortunately you know for us people who don't own homes in michigan right now you know we're, we're confined to a hotel where we can't practice playing ping pong every day so uh it is uh it's only right for him to be as good as he is but he does have a nasty backhand and and he did take home the championship but uh hopefully we're able to run uh, another uh, bracket and uh, hopefully someone can give him an, another run for his money because uh you know, you can't have you can't have him at the top for, for very long, and he's just gonna let everyone hear it. So hopefully someone could dethrone him, but uh, you know it's gonna be tough. He, he is a very
0: good player. Is there anything you could talk smack about that you're better than him? Golf, swimming, anything athletic, physically, anything that you could uh, give, that that that? Hey, Tim Boyle uh, outshines Jared Goff at.
1: Oh, I'm better looking than Jared, and he, and he knows it. I let him know it all the time. I'm I'm better looking than him, but uh, <laughs> I'm not much of, I'm not much of a craft dog, to Be honest with you, man. I, I like spreading positivity and love, but. Uh, for Jared, uh, I mean, he did run through the, the, the team pretty good when it came to that, that bracket uh, for ping pong. So he does have uh, he does have the right to talk what he wants to talk. So, um, you know, hopefully someone can show up and, uh, and keep throwing
0: him. Tim, thank you so much for your time. I know you're traveling, and uh, we appreciate all the insights. We wish you continued health, success, and continue on your journey of spreading positivity, doing things in the community, and doing things well to enhance yourself. Uh, in your pursuit of NFL greatness and being a quarterback. Thank you so much. A great great season ahead, hopefully, for the Detroit Lions. It begins next week at training camp. We've just spent a few minutes with Detroit Lions quarterback Tim Boyle. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, John. It was a pleasure.
0: Good stuff there. Man, what an interesting, interesting story that he told about going out to the Super Bowl. A bucket list even for him. And he's going to take advantage of a perk. Who wouldn't? They give you the tickets. You know, they give you the opportunity to go. So if you can put out some money or you got to pay for him or however he gets to take advantage of player tickets, he took his father and shared a memory and he got to see firsthand what happened in this last year's Super Bowl. Hopefully it starts to fuel that fire that he can take into that room with Jared Goff and David Blau and continue his 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 work. He's got a tall task. Look, quite frankly, the backup quarterbacks on the Lions' Definitely are going to be a focal point of training camp. So we'll pay attention to his efforts along with David Blau and Jared Goff. Thanks, everybody, for downloading the latest edition of the All Lines podcast, made possible thanks to SI.com and Fan Nation. Look for us next time. We're available anywhere, each and every place that your favorite broadcast is available. You can find the All Lines podcast. Thanks, everybody.